Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 114 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. I didn't choke this time. You didn't choke? Yeah. You kept- <laughs> I actually left it in because I listened to it and I was like, I can't take this out. It's just kind of uh, funny. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was kind of funny, even though, I, you know, it's, you were choking on something. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just made sure I didn't inhale while I was trying to drink this time. That's that's an important lesson. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think. But see, I think we all know that and we all still do it anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's little. Choke steps. Yeah, exactly. So, um you know, Damon, I I thought of you today because I I went to uh, I, I did some did some shopping today and I I wanted to make some cupcakes this afternoon, but uh, I'm not making them from scratch. I just bought some Funfetti cupcake mix and I was like, Damon's just gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> um, I rarely make cupcakes from scratch. I'll be honest with you. Oh, really? So you go yeah. boxed? You go boxed? I usually elevate box, right? So okay. I'll take a box recipe and change it a little bit, but. Do they have cupcakes pretty much down pat at this point? With those boxes, yeah. Funfetti, I love Funfetti. I don't know about you guys. I'm a big Funfetti. I mean, my my daughter does. The, the problem is, is that it's it's very difficult to keep the same sort of airiness to cupcakes unless you make them a lot. Like people that make cupcakes a lot, yeah, I'm sure are very good at it. But yeah, I don't make them enough to be really good at it. So then you have to kind of take this thing and say, all right, well, it might be better just to elevate regular cupcakes. Well, you know, I was really thinking this is like a, this is supposed to be like a family activity. It's my, my daughter's barely, it's not even three yet. So I'm like, you know, she, if we can do a more complicated recipe at some point, but you know, dumping a couple things in a bowl at this point is probably her level. So, you know, so someday, but I like also just really like funfetti. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm usually a sucker for like the angel food cake with the funfetti in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. But Damon, I saw you were making more cookies. Were you doing like another cookie cook-off or something? I'm, no, I'm trying to come up with... So again, the differences in gluten between cake flour, bread flour, and all-purpose flour, right? They're, they're all a little bit different. So the Gideon's recipe, I believe, utilized all three. But it was a little, like I said, a little gooey in the center, which I didn't love. So... I decided to kind of take another recipe from Crumble, I guess is, is the the cookie place's name, and make some adjustments based on the different types of flours to kind of get a different consistency. So, so the thing with cake flour is that it gives this this you know sort of browning effect you can have on the top of the cookies, and then you know the amount of gluten or protein and bread flour is higher. So it gives it that chewiness. So I've just been kind of messing around. So I like I said, I took this crumble recipe. I think the other thing though, that I wasn't huge fan about is I got to figure out a way. I'm just going to try to cut down the sugar as well. This was a half a cup of white sugar and one and a quarter of brown sugar, but it might've been a little too much. I'm not sure. And then a half the chocolate chips Maybe while well, it was two cups, I think it went one and a quarter. It was still too much for me, honestly. So I'm just playing around with the recipe. That's all. Like I said, messing around with the different flowers and things like that and trying to find something that works for me. Nice. 
Did you use the rest of that dough that you made for the Gideon's one, or did you? Were you going to do something different with it? Or we something? we split that dough. Like I said, we did half of it was covered in chocolate chips, and the other half was not covered in chocolate Which chips. Is, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was fine. That that, that recipe is just. It's definitely doughy in the center, and it's got a weird cook on it because of that. Again, you know, making it a hundred times, maybe it would be different, but making it once, it was okay. I mean, it was, like I said, it was just okay. This recipe I thought was a little bit better. This was interesting, though. This recipe, I, I also like to go in and do different cooks on them. So I think this one was a 10 minute. So, you know, I go a nine, a 10, and a 14. Um, the 14 one was interesting. It, it looked like it was burnt. But because of the gluten, it was still chewy. It was interesting. It was pretty good. So both burnt and slightly undercooked. It, it really actually wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't burnt. It was just very brown. I thought originally it was burnt, and I threw one of them away. And then I was like, "Let me eat this other one just to see." And it was just really brown, and it, it had this nice caramelized taste to it. But again, it was still soft because of the gluten in the middle. So it actually was not burnt, but it was just very browned. So it was definitely interesting. I'm learning a lot about uh, chocolate chip cookie uh, chemistry. So again, I'm going to go. I, I guess I have to make this a point here. Yeah, because somebody mentioned, uh, why do you keep I, making chocolate chip cookies? I like chocolate, like chocolate chip cookies chips. a lot, but chocolate chips can be overwhelming. So it's just a matter of finding that thing. I, I think not having walnuts is what hurts me. I like walnuts. They, they change the texture. They're not sugary, right? They kind of give it this different taste, but we normally don't do walnuts first go around on a recipe just because it's harder, right? It changes cook and all that. So maybe next time for these. The other interesting thing is today I uh, bought my wife ruby chocolate. So what they say? This is the first new cocoa bean in the last hundred years, first new chocolate in a hundred oh, years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's not white chocolate, but it is pink naturally. Um, it was okay. That's what I'm gonna but say. It, it didn't okay. taste like it didn't taste like that much different, or I don't know what it tasted like. I, I it, also only ate a fig and dark nib one. I haven't eaten the regular bar yet, so I'll know probably a little bit more after that. But it was just okay. It was just something different. We all want to kind of taste to make sure that we. Yeah, I've had ruby chocolate before, right? Like, you know, as a baker, you want to make sure that you have that in your repertoire. So we uh, we definitely ordered it, but it's not cheap and um it was just okay but like i said once we do the classic bar which is just ruby rather than having things added to it we'll, we'll know a little bit more trevor you're gonna say something so I, I was just gonna um back you up on the ruby chocolate thing is it's like yeah you know i've i've had a couple of instances of trying ruby chocolate and, I, and yeah i don't know what exactly it is like it just it doesn't taste like anything amazing so yeah, I'm a little disappointed. But. It's like a it's just a gimmick, basically. <laughs> um, it's definitely a different bean, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, and it's natural. So when you, when you taste it, you, you know, remember, white chocolate is not real chocolate. So yes, that's uh, right, yeah. per per se. But if you look at this, it, it's a real chocolate. It's got and it's got a pink hue. It's it's different. I just not great different. Just okay different. You know what I mean? I really yeah. I I love white chocolate personally. I, I know it's not chocolate, but I'm I'm a big white chocolate fan. Chocolate's <laughs> nasty. Ah, oh, no, I love white chocolate. <laughs> I think the hype around ruby chocolate is just a little too much, though. Like I get you. You, yeah. you know, it, it's new though, and I think that's always the thing, right? Like when chocolate is chocolate, chocolate's been around forever. So yeah. when you have something that's new, it's like, all right, well, yeah, I want to try it because it's new. It's it's definitely different. Oh yeah. All right. 
Well, that was our, our cookie and baking segment for, <laughs> I think it's funny we've been starting the show this way. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I think it's fair because one, you know, we haven't been to Disney in a while and, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so we need something to talk about. But two, you know, a, a lot of these things do factor into our discussions about sure. like food and wine and stuff like that. Well, right. I, so I, I would tell you is that I don't think. I would stand online for Gideon's right at this point. Now, having just done that recipe and kind of getting some more feedback from other people in general, I would say that if I was able to go up 20 minutes, yeah, okay. Anything past that, I'm just an out on at this point because I, I kind of know what it's about. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure my cookies were nowhere near Gideon's level. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is I understand what they're going for. What they're like, yeah. And I'm just, it's, it's not worth anything past a 20 minute wait for me at this point. Yeah, I'm going to try to go when I get down to Florida, but I don't know when that's going to happen. But I was also looking at I was looking at the uh the park hours, right? And most of the parks like the day we're going to go to Magic Kingdom as of right now, it closes at 6 o'clock. And I was saying to my wife, I was like, at first I was kind of bummed about that, but then I was like, you know what? We can go and like do other stuff. Like, you know, we don't feel like beholden to staying in the park, but I'm sure it's going to change. They'll probably make it later, but but nonetheless, I, I saw that and I was like, six o'clock, man. Like, that's usually when we're that's just perfect. having dinner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for Damon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like yeah it was that. like, uh, well, and then the other thing is like Epcot opens at 11 every day. And I'm like, oh, man, we can just like kind of sleep in and then, you know, have have a nice breakfast and then wander our way into Epcot at 11. That's kind of cool, too. Uh, you know, well, don't I'm not you still have to make reservations, though? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll still make reservations and everything. I'm just, oh, you mean for the parks? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I already made reservations for each park. So, well, you can't wander into Epcot then. I mean, you're no, saying no. on the days that you have Epcot, you just will go at 11. Yeah. What I mean is, like, because we're staying at Boardwalk, we can just, you know, like, once we're done with whatever we're doing, it's 11 o'clock. It doesn't open until 11. So we can just, you know, we don't have to get up early. We can sleep in. We can, you know, that's what I'm saying more by wander. So, <laughs> um, but anyway. So we should get into some of these questions. We got way too many good questions this week, and I, I apologize if your question's not in here, but I had to, to to winnow them down a little bit. We had a lot of them, and they were all really good. So I would I say to- that if your question's not on here, and when we ask for questions again, and you, you like your question, just put it in again. No one, yeah, just put it again. Yeah, we, that's yeah. fine. We have that all the time, where you know people will put them in a couple of weeks in a row, and you know we will we will get to them. It's just yeah, you know we we have to be cognizant of time. Is all. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, this isn't like your question's not as good as the the questions we're reading. It's sometimes just, you know... Tom doesn't like you. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty much what it comes to. Yeah, to- yes. Tom, Tom's, Tom's sure. selection process is Tom, Tom is... Yeah, so let's make sure that we're all on the same stage here. It is 100% Dictator Tom's discussion right. points, and right. he, he does not uh, ask for any input from us. That's not true. You guys can change whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you we, can add whatever you want in any time. <laughs> we, we absolutely do put in our input, but that's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although lately, I've been I've been get I've been doing them later and later at night the night before, so <laughs> it's just been too busy during the day. But anyway, um, so the first one is from Dan, and this is uh, this isn't really Dan's random question of the week though, because this is an actual Disney question. And he asked, has anyone else organized traveling with a group and some people can't give you a direct or timely answer for what they would like to do on a trip or even when their flights are? I'm frustrated and about to make my own plans and tell them that they're on their own, which would be awkward since we're sharing a three bedroom. Thanks. (laughs) David, I know you do. I have a lot of insight on this, but I'll let you guys go first. All right. I'll I'll share my... I have one particular instance of this that happened. So um, it was... It was in January 2019 where I was I was meeting up with some friends that I have played online games with for years, and so there was there was going to be like eight of us 
all getting together. And so I sent them all an email saying, you know, Hey, I need you to set this up. I need you to, to, you know, get this, get this account set up. And, and this wasn't even about like larger plans. This was just booking fast passes and dining reservations in magic kingdom. And I, I was getting frustrated as well. So I, I feel you down as I was getting frustrated because I was telling them, you know, we have a window. If you wait too long on this, we're not going to be able to get any of the rides that we want. And I kept trying to push them to, uh, to remember to do it. And eventually it got to a point where, so, so finally at the end, uh, um, two of them ended up not doing anything. And so I ended up booking fast passes for everyone, but two of them. And when we got to the park, it was, you know, we had our fast passes and we said, Hey, you know, um, we, you know, we're, you know, I have these booked. I said, you know, you didn't get yours in. So, you know, we're just going to go on this ride. We'll be back in, you know, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And they ended up going off and, you know, wandering around. We met them somewhere and continued on with our day. So to that end, you know, yeah, it's, if people aren't going to cooperate, you do have to kind of cut it off yourself and say, you know, I'm just going ahead and doing this. And if you miss out, you miss out. And, and in the end, you know, th- they weren't upset or anything. Like it wasn't like they, they got offended about it. Honestly, I was probably more offended than they were, but um, yeah, it was still frustrating because, you know, just trying to get them on board with the idea seemed difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I understand what you're saying. Cause I, I kind of had a similar thing where my last trip in October, where I had my parents with me who, uh, th- well, this set of parents, my dad and my stepmother had, uh, you know, my dad hadn't been to Disney since I was like, you know, five. So, and my stepmother had never been. So they didn't really know what to expect. And I, I kind of, you know, told them, I was like, listen, we got a full kitchen in this room. We got a two bedroom. You know, we can, we can cook in the room if we want to, if we want to have breakfast there. I was like, so what kind of food do you guys want? And they were just like, oh, whatever, just do whatever you want. Like, and I was like, okay. And I kept pressing them for this. And then the thing that killed me was after the trip, they were like, you know, we really would have liked to do like a sit down breakfast every day. And I'm like, what in the, like, just tell me that and then we'll oh do it. Goodness. Like, you know, like, just, if you just tell me that we do it, I, you know, I told you guys we were going to eat breakfast in the room, but if you want to do something else, just tell me. So, you know, it's it, it, that kind of stuff and just kind of coordinating, you know, flights and then, you know, the, with the plan stuff, they were kind of like, just do whatever, right? Like they, they, cause they like, we don't know what we're doing. So you just will go along with whatever you're doing. Um, I think it's easier when the people are staying with you but it sounds like not so much for dan here because they are staying with them but I, I feel like dan you just need to like take control and just like just do stuff and be like deal with it you guys wouldn't tell me about it so just deal with it but but damon i'd like to hear damon because damon does this a lot he travels with yeah. people so so i think it depends on who they are as well and what that relationship is to be honest like with family you. or friends like is that what yeah saying? so I- i'm gonna give three examples because Gosh darn it, why not talk a lot, right? Um, even though I'm excited for, you know, question B, because that's probably one of my favorite questions I've ever thought of. But anyway, that being said, all right. So my parents come with us and, and my wife's parents come with us sometimes. And that's pretty easy because they're kind of like do whatever, set up whatever, no big deal, right? So I, I've never really had problems there. And we stay not in the same room, but in adjoining rooms. So that, that's been pretty easy. You know, my parents are pretty easy going. So. Second, let's see. So the people that we travel with regularly, we've been traveling with for 17 years. So it's really easy for me, but let me explain what we do. So the person on the other family, we allow him full 100% access to just do whatever. So what we do is we link our, our reservations and then he can do everything. 
right? So he can do our dining plans. He can do our fast passes. He does everything for us. And that's okay. Like, would it be exactly how I would want to do it? I mean, it'd be pretty close because I feel like we're on the same wavelength at least, but there's definitely times when we diverge a little bit. But what I would tell you is, is that that's worked for us. And I've really never had a problem with that. And it becomes a lot easier because you're just letting the one person do whatever. Now, every once in a while, ask me, and we do diverge on usually two things. Um, the first one is, is they usually do a seafood night where they eat at a restaurant, you know, a seafood restaurant, which we then go on our own and that's fine. And even this last time, the one day we went to Epcot in the morning and they went somewhere else, but it was just really half a day. Other than that, we're together all the time and it works out well for us that way. But again, I don't necessarily care what plans are made. So it's easy. Because I've given control to somebody and it makes it easy for everybody. And sometimes you just have to do that. You have to have one person that's in charge and you give them control and that's that. And it worked out fine. So we don't even stay at the same places anymore. Some of the times we'll stay at Animal Kingdom together. Sometimes we'll stay separate places. Last time they stayed at Animal Kingdom, we stayed at Saratoga. And still was no problem. We just met them at the park. They sometimes do some later nights than we do. And that's fine because our fast passes are together and our dining is always together. And then outside of that, you still have a little bit of time on your own. Okay, so that's that's Disney. I will tell you, though, now, I had a Hilton Head trip, which is seems more along Dan's lines. And I will tell you, this was probably the most frustrating trip I've ever put together. So it was with the same people that we go to Disney with all the time. They're easy. And then probably, you know, the other part was with one of my friends from college. And we were staying at my wife's house which is, you know, again, this is their Hilton head house and it's a four bedroom, four bath, right? So everyone's, wait, so one, two, three, hold on, four, yeah, four bedroom, four bath, which has now been knocked down and they're waiting to rebuild. But that, uh, we stayed there. And again, what was interesting was, is that they kind of did everything on their own. Like they would go to the beach in the morning and set up their stuff and not ask us if we wanted to go. I think the icing on the cake was one night they were just like, hey, uh, no, they were leaving at the house, like, and they stayed in the room, like, with the door closed a lot, and, like, damn, we all had kids and stuff like that, it, you know, but they're, like, they just got up and were leaving. I was like, hey, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we're going to get ice cream. Like, dude, there's two other families in this house, like, yeah. come on, man. Like, that was actually the start of us not being friends, actually, anymore. So, you, you have to be careful, because people don't necessarily realize what group traveling can mean. And if they're people that you're already having a little bit of a frustrating time with, again, like I'm, I'm not really friends with them. We never vacationed again with that family. And like I said, I'm not really even friends with them anymore um, because of that situation. So you have to be very careful. I think sometimes when you're in a situation like this, where it's already frustrating, hand over the reins to somebody else if they'll take them or take the reins and, and have them, you know, give you their reservation numbers, link everything and just do it all. And then if it doesn't work out, don't vacation with them again. But it, it can be a frustrating experience. I, I definitely have been on uh, that side that Dan is on for, for vacationing in terms of the frustration level. But our Disney people are awesome that we travel with every year. So I don't have that problem with them. But I've handed over the reins. Like I said, I've made it easy in general. I, I, I think... Yeah, to your point, Damon, that, that's the key thing is, you know, you know, whoever it is designating that person in charge and giving them the permission to take control. The problem I think that people run into is when they're booking the, you know, they, they keep looking for input from everybody and they, they're like, you know, I want to be fair. I want to make sure that I'm including you. 
But if you say up front, you know, okay, I'm, I'm planning a Disney trip. I know what I'm doing with this. If you know, if you have any comments, you know, I'll lay out what I think makes sense and then you can comment on it. But, you know, trying to do a collaborative thing doesn't really work in this case. <laughs> no, you, yeah. you have to have a Julie McCoy, right? That, that's what you have to have. And, um, if you have a Julie, that's okay. And just let them do everything. Exactly. Yeah, so that's I, I I agree. It has to be like a one point person, and you just do everything, and then you know everybody's got to be kind of okay with that. Uh, you know, uh, you gave them a shot to to be involved, but it sounds like they don't want to be. So just got to do what you got to do. So it's Jamie, uncomfortable though being together. Oh, um, it is yeah, in the same place. Is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So so this is probably one of the favorite my favorite questions that I've ever asked. Um, and I I really enjoyed the responses. So. Francisco wanted our opinions on this. So the question was, you know, your choice between a thousand DVC points, right? And and let's make sure that we're clarifying all of this now. So it's a thousand DVC points. Did I say do free? I don't remember. I don't think so. I think I think you got to pay the dues on those. Wait, yeah, they got you got to be. Yeah, you got to pay the dues. Yeah, right? pay yeah. the dues. Yeah, Golden Oaks, you got to pay the HOA fees. Which is cl- a lot. Or club, but yeah, or club thirty three. What fees are there? There are yearly fees for that too, right? Yeah, there are. I think it's like fifteen thousand a year. I think I could be wrong about that. So, yep. So the the Golden Oaks, I think, is twenty five grand. Let's call club thirty three fifteen grand, and then the thousand points. Now, I don't know what dues are on a thousand points, right? But I can extrapolate. You know, I'm assuming it's only. I mean, is that going to be like nine hundred a month? No, can't be more that. No, I I pay way more than that for my. Yeah, I was gonna say I pay more than that. Yeah, (laughs) a month. Yeah, yeah, not a month. Sorry, Uh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, per year. Yeah, per year. I think. No, no. I'm talking about a month. A month per month. Okay, so someone do the math on that. What what do you? What? How many points do you have? I have 175, and I pay about uh, 1,200 for a year. Yeah. Say about 100. Yeah. So so, yeah. So call it 900 a month then. About. Right okay, yeah, and sure. and by the way, just for reference, Golden Oaks uh, HOA fees are twenty thousand annually. Oh, okay, so that's cheap then, because I thought it was twenty five. All right, so we're yeah, twenty thousand. So so figure we're at we're at ten, twenty, and fifteen, right? For what you're paying. Here's where this question is: it it, it only makes sense to be in Golden Oaks because I need to give up my mortgage at that point. So for me, it's yeah. a Golden Oaks, right? Because I do get a bunch of benefits being at Golden Oaks. But I have no mortgage. So my thousand points become irrelevant with no mortgage. The only thing is I'm not Club 33. Club 33 is a nice one just because it's, you know, you can't get in even with all the money in the world all the time, right? But I'd still say I'm at Golden Oaks because I have no mortgage. A thousand points becomes irrelevant because I'm so close. What do I care? I'm living in Golden Oaks. So <laughs> what well, do I care? That's, so uh, Club 33 is 33,000 initial to join and then 15,000 annual fee. I was right about that. So. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, it's, it's more just getting in on the list, not even the money. Well, I think it. I think at Disney World at this point that there's there's not I don't think there's a list there. I think you can just join, but at Disneyland I think there's a wait I mean there's a waiting list there, I think. Wait, there's no waiting list at Disney World? I don't think so. I think you could just join. Ooh, I don't know. This might change my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I I mean, I don't know. I yeah. that's a good question. I, I'd still I'm still gonna stick at Golden Oaks. Just think about it. Golden Oaks is worth at the very minimum, you're at like one seven mil, 
I don't think a thousand points is is worth that. No, I I, I would go Golden Oaks. I, I think Golden Oaks is the winner there because what I mean, unless you don't want to be in Florida, right? That's the thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. if you don't want to, yeah, if you don't want to live in Florida. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I was going to say, I guess my only thing is, I I if I didn't have anything tying me back to here, yes, but. I have family and stuff here that I, I would not be okay with living in Florida. <laughs> Permanently. Yeah. 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 But let, I mean, let's, you know, remember too, though, with club 33, I mean, but also with golden Oaks, you get, I mean, you get a, you get tickets and you get, you know, annual passes. So, so and, Trevor, what would you yeah. do then? Well, honestly, I looking at the three, I, okay. If it was a fantasy thing you know purely you know i just you know nothing else mattered yeah i would go with golden oaks but looking no, no, at my I'm saying real life okay so so real life situation i would actually go with a thousand points because okay. um club 33 is you know you're right it's it's exclusive and it's something that i would love to have um it doesn't seem feasible from where i am to get down there on a regular basis enough to yeah. feel that i'm justified in using it the thousand points is it's easier you know to not have to worry about you know, like as part of my travel arrangements, not having to worry about, you know, paying for rooms and stuff like that. I feel that the thousand points makes the most sense if I was going to, you know, continue to live here and travel the way that I am. Yeah, that's your most flexible option because you can yeah. go to Disneyland, you can go to Disney World, you could go, you know, you could go to some different resorts wherever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it, yeah, that's exactly. your most flexible. You, you yeah. know, you know, at, th- at that amount of points, you know, I probably wouldn't even feel bad about converting stuff to RCI at various points just to go wherever right so oh yeah 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 no i i think for me golden oak would be the answer like that's 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 a i would love to have a place in golden oaks i think that would be amazing uh you know just to be right there and you know and be able to go to the parks all the time and you know i I wouldn't love living in florida i don't really like the heat all that much but you know I could deal <laughs> for for <Yeah. laughs> how nice those houses are and for the the whole setup there. Now, do I want to pay twenty thousand dollars a year in HOAs? Not really. I I complain about my way less than that HOAs at my regular house. So <laughs> twenty thousand feels like a lot. But I mean, there's a lot that comes with that too. So, you know, to put it in perspective, I I have a, a community lake and I pay like three hundred dollars a year for my fees. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So. Yeah. <laughs> And not not to say you know a lake is you know on the same level as Disney by any means, but you know for yeah. for what I pay for for those those HOA fees, it's you know I feel I'm getting a pretty good deal. <laughs> it's interesting. I just pulled up another site that's saying it's fifty one hundred annually, but that doesn't even seem possible. No, that just se- that just seems way too low. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. seem possible at all. Because uh, I know people that pay more than that that are not in million dollar houses in a gated community. <laughs> but this says, you know what this says Golden Oak HOA fees fifty one hundred. I don't know if that's true or not. That feels wrong. This is a real estate website I'm getting that from. I, 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 don't, I don't know. If anybody listens to the show that somehow lives in Golden Oaks, let us know. I doubt it, but you know, if somebody does, let us know how I, much it is. <laughs> I, I, would, I would be very impressed if we had listeners in Golden Oaks. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway... Um, yeah, so it was a good question. It was an interesting one, Damon. That was, that was, a, that was a good one. Uh, do you want to do Chris's question, Trevor? Here, yeah. Let me okay. Let me see if I can break this down. Okay, so Chris says, with the recent price increases at current resorts, as well as some select sold-out resorts, is there a price point where you would say DVC is not worth it to people who have not bought in yet? 
Or does the lower cost of resale make this a moot point? Just curious because the speculation of $300 a point or higher for new Disneyland is out there. Hmm. What's what's your breaking point, Trevor, for the, the new Disneyland like resort? Like, what's the most you would pay per point there? Yeah. Um... Because you're the, so, I mean, I know you you want to buy there, right? Yeah, so. I, I do, and and I guess so. It, it's for me the, the the math basically comes down to it. You know, if I'm looking at the next, I I kind of I kind of played or when we bought into DVC, I played it as you know, over the next five years, if I was going to spend spend more than you know X number of dollars, like like you know, rough ballpark, um, on on hotel rooms, if if the initial cost is more than that, and I know the dues and everything skew that number, but um, um, if the initial cost is more than what it would cost me for five years of stays, then it's it's really hard to justify at that point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the, the thing is, is that it's. I, I feel like, you know, at $300 a point, yeah, that's that's getting crazy expensive. But I, I guess it also depends on how many points I'm actually needing for a room, right? Like, it's, I mean, it, it, if it's still, you know, like, like 20 points for a room, that's way too much. Like, that, that's way out of my ballpark. Pardon. So, yeah. yeah. Um, because then, you know, like, like, again, you know, it's, I, I have to kind of, I, I can't answer this easily on the spot because, you know, I have to kind of play out, you know, you know, we would go to Disneyland, you know, on average four to five days is, is a trip that we would plan, you know, staying there, um, you know, you know, going from like Monday to Friday, it would cost me, you know, let's estimate, you know, around, yeah, 120 points. If, uh, yeah, if those points ended up costing me, you know, $25,000 to get, then I don't want them honestly, because the, yeah. yeah, the, the way that I look at it is, you know, we, we were talking about it and, you know, the whole idea is, is our plan was to kind of go, if we get these points, we're doing every other year at, you know, one year at Disneyland, one year at Disney world. Um, the interesting thing about that is that that actually brings down the amount of points that we need so, so like, you know, I was talking about that 120 points. We actually only need 60 points if we're going every other year. And that might be a little bit easier to swallow. So there, there's a lot of factors that come into this for, yeah. for me in particular. It's a tough question uh, to answer, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, honestly, the, yeah, the, the price points for, for, for new are, it, it is, it is hitting that point where, you know, I, I think it is definitely getting questionable for, you know, you know, am I going to use this enough over the next, you know, five or 10 years to justify it? Or am I, or am I okay with just the points that I have right now and maybe adding on, you know, an extra, you know, 50 points at some point, right? Like to, to an existing resort. And then I'm buying resale, which is cheaper. Well, and, and it's, it's, in, it's going to be interesting with the Disneyland one, right? Cause that, yeah. that's going to be a hot commodity, right? So they're probably are going to price it pretty high, right? Oh, a- absolutely. And, and yeah. And, and the problem is, is that, um, you know, you probably won't see those go resale anytime soon. Like you, or you won't see yeah. any reasonable amount of resale because yeah, you, like you said, you know, people have been clamoring for more DVC in Disneyland for a long time. And 
you know, you, you may see more Grand Californian sell off. But again, the problem is, is that, you know, we, we looked at Grand California when I did the math on it. Um, it, it didn't work out like we, we kind of looked at it and it was like, well, I can just get a room for that price. Yeah. Like it, like it didn't, it didn't feel like I was saving anything versus a cash room. No, that makes sense. But, but that was also a couple of years ago too. I know that, you know, prices have, have shifted since then. And I, and I know even like room prices have gone up since then. So, yep. so there is that. And, and, and I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's a very complicated question. And honestly, I would, you know, it, I feel if they just came in at $300 a point, you know, that, that would be a hard no for me, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a huge line of people that are already waiting to buy it regardless. So I, th- I think it's hard for me to just go X amount of price, you know, dollars per point is where I stop, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I could just say that because, you know, I, I think I just need to look at it as a, a one by one basis of what I'm going to buy. And, and truthfully, for me at this point, you know, it's resale from here on out anyway. So, uh, but I mean, if for somebody who want, is looking to buy in and looking to buy direct, you know, the, the direct prices are obviously going to matter. But, you know, interesting enough with, I think I read on one of the DVC sites that uh, that someone did the math, even with the direct point increase on Riviera, the that the incentives basically make it the same price. It kind of like, they so like they raise the direct price, but then they also have the incentives that kind of make it pretty similar to what it was. So I didn't do the math on that though. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's correct, but you know, it's, it's interesting how they, how they work with those incentives and, 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 you know, marketing those uh, resorts and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it, there is a bit of mental gymnastics there where, you know, they, yeah. you, they say, Hey, you know, you're still, you, you know, by now you're still getting the cheaper price, right. Yeah. But they are still slowly creeping it up as you go without, you know, but, but yeah, you know, somebody coming in now, they don't have any of that historical information. And, th- and that, that's what makes this hard too, is, you know, I'm, we're far enough into this that, you know, we're, we're thinking about what, what it was before, you know, you know, we kind of already have that feel of it. You know, if, if I went to somebody blind and said, Hey, you know, you know, look at DVC, um, they kind of have to go through all the loophole or not through all the hoops that I went through yeah. to, to figure out if it makes sense first, like it's, like I said, for me, it's not a simple, like, yeah, you know, this dollar value makes sense. It's like, you know, like I said, you know, you got to figure out the travel scenarios. You got to figure out, you know, you know, how, you know, basically if you, if you have a rough idea of how you're going to vacation in the next five years, you can probably figure it out. If you're one of these people that goes, well, I just, you know, you know, I think about my vacation like a week before I leave. Mm, that's probably not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we should uh, we should do our ad right here. Okay. So we have uh, DVC Resale Market this week. So DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in DVC res- in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their membership. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com and please let them know that Welcome Home sent you, or you can call them at uh, 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. All right. Well, we got a couple more questions. Just a few more here, and then we can move on to other things, right? Yep. 
Um, I feel like we should uh, should maybe s- skip at least one of these because we've got too many questions left. <laughs> um, thoughts on Disney World personal shoppers? Have you ever used one? Would you? Do you tip? Do you think Disney should offer all products available on site or on Disney or, or Shop Disney is what the the website is? She put DisneyStore.com, but uh, Shop Disney. But and 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 Chrissy says I personally don't think so. It takes away from the experience of buying on site, and I would end up spending less. Yeah, I, I don't think that they. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think they should sell everything online because I think it's you know there's certain there's a certain cool thing to buying certain things in the park and having them be park exclusives. But also from a business perspective, perspective for Disney, they want you to come to the parks and buy stuff as opposed to you know there's certain things they want you to come and get there. Like the only time I, I've never actually used a personal shopper, so to speak, but I did buy an item that was park exclusive uh, at the time later it showed up on shop disney but at the time i bought my figment uh that was at the time park exclusive off of ebay so somebody went and bought a bunch of them and sold it on ebay but it wasn't like a an actual shopper that i used so i I don't have a good experience with that that i could share right and and you know i i guess my i understand the logic behind this and i understand you know there is we definitely fall into this is, you know, when you're in the park, there is a certain amount of, um, impulse buy that happens. And I I know Disney is very much aware of that. They, you know, the reason for park exclusive and the reason why, you know, you'll find something in the parks that you won't find on shop Disney is because, you know, in the moment you'll be standing there, you know, the sights and sounds and everything are around you. And it just, you know, it hits you and you're like, you know, I have to have this item in this moment. Right. And, and so, you know, they don't want to take away from that, you know, you know, to, to Chrissy's point, if everything was available on the shop Disney site, then yeah, you know, the, the gift shops and everything feel very, um, uh, they feel less validated than they already are because, you know, people already slammed the gift shops for, you know, <laughs> why, why are you shoving me into a gift shop when I get off of a ride? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, the, you know, it, it quickly becomes, oh, well, I can just buy all this stuff on Shop Disney. So, so, you know, it is a calculated thing. Um, so I, I, I get that and, and I get why certain things want to stay, you know, exclusive to the parks. I will admit again, being international, I wish there was more stuff on, on the Disney store that was international because there's even, we had trouble last year buying some Christmas items off of the Disney store because it turns out that, we tried to buy a mug of all stupid things and, <laughs> and the mug would not ship internationally. So it didn't let us process the rest of the, uh, the order because of it until we took Jeez. the mug out. But it was like, it's like, why? Like, you know, why, every- <laughs> why, why randomly can you not ship a mug? Yeah. Right. But, and everything else was fine. So, so I, I get that frustration, you know, from that side of, you know, I just want, you know, being able to buy everything through shop Disney would be nice. But I also understand why they don't let you do that. As far as Disney World shoppers go, I so uh, I I don't, I don't love I, the concept. Of Disney I, World yeah, Shopper. I I don't want to. Okay, my my personal opinion is that okay. There, there's two different things here. I think there's Disney shoppers, which is you know they've made a business out of you. You know somebody's requesting something and says, hey, you know I want you to buy this thing. They go to this to the shop or they go into Disney, they buy it and then they ship it to you. That I think is okay because it's just really an extension of, you know, you going to the park and getting it and you, you know, you are paying a middleman for the fee. What I don't like is, you know, 
and sorry, Tom, I, I know you bought it off of eBay because oh no, I felt bought, dirty buying it yeah, off eBay. I yeah, did, but I, could, I there was no other way to get it, and I wanted it. So. Yeah, and, and and that that's the other side of it, the slippery slope that I hate is those people where you know you see the 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 pictures or the videos of them walking out with like fifty bags of yeah. stuff that you know was just released as as you know a Disney exclusive item, and you darn well know that you know they're just you know they're they're marketing it up by a hundred percent purely to to profit off of it and i i don't like that you know i i understand that you know there's a market for it and everything but i yeah you're right it just it feels dirty and i i wish there was less of that or i wish there was more controls in place to stop that (laughs) well i if i remember a couple years ago they started like revoking some annual passes of people that were doing that habitually i I seem to remember that happening that was the thing that like they started cracking down on that i I, listen like i said i didn't feel great about it when i bought it from there but it was like my only option at the time so i was like i mean i guess i'll do it it's there and i mean they didn't mark it up absurdly like it was marked up maybe like 10 bucks so i was like all right i'll 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 go with it and uh and then of course later you know like a month later damon sent me a link and he was like hey look the the thing you just you paid for on ebay is uh on shop disney now and i'm like really this is supposed to be park exclusive so yeah yeah there is definitely uh, unfortunately that comes into you know the the fear of missing out and all that right yeah 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 yeah, it (laughs) Yeah, it it sucks that we have to deal with it, but uh yeah, you, you know, like I said, I I don't have a problem with, you know, I I feel the people that, you know, do the, you know, individual, you know, hey, I'm I'm a shopper, you know, you know, 10 people contact me and then I go and shop on their behalf. That's not exclusive. I mean, really that or the, you know, the 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 people buying up stuff in bulk. It's not exclusive to Disney. No. But but the other one is, you know, more, you know, somebody's meeting a need of you know of a specific person whereas the people buying it in bulk is you know one they're they're deliberately you know shortchanging the the store so or you know the store sells out the store doesn't care because you know they've sold out but then it creates that frenzy you know this goes back you know i I remember you know back in the 90s with a stupid you know tickle me elmo dolls right where you know everybody (laughs) was losing their mind and 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 it was the same thing is you know everyone bought it out and and it created it created this false hype around it, and that's the part that I hate is when it gets to that point. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Makes sense. I think the last question I want to do here uh, is thoughts on buying movies with so many streaming services. Do you ever buy hard copies of movies? And this is a big no for me. In fact, I just got rid of all of the DVDs we have in the house. Cause I'm just like, at this point, everything is streaming. I don't want physical stuff in my house. I don't need it. I don't see a point to it. I know a lot of people really like collecting those things, but for me, I just don't care. Like I, I, I can stream just about anything I want and I don't need a device for it. I don't need a DVD taking up space in my house. So I, I know a lot of people disagree on this, but for me, I don't need any physical. I, I always say to my wife, physical media is dead. I've said that to her many times. And, uh, you know, I know she likes having, I mean, we still have some VHSs of old Disney movies in our house. And I'm like, why don't we get rid of these? We don't even have a VHS player. Like we don't have a VCR anywhere. Like, you know, like we don't, what's the point to having this other than it's just sitting here. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's just for me. It's like, why have it if we can't even play it? And, you know, really, I don't have like a DVD player lying around, I guess, besides like, you know, an Xbox, I guess. But outside of that, I don't have like a regular DVD player just sitting around. I'd much rather just go on Netflix or go on, you know, on uh, Disney Plus or wherever and just stream it. So I, I, 
agree with you up to a certain point. Um, my criteria is if, if I get excited enough about a movie or a show that I watch it more than four or five times, that justifies me having a physical copy of it. So, but but if you could stream it, then what's the why? Why is that justified? If you could just okay. stream it, you know. So <laughs> okay, so so understand this in Canada, the the silly licensing laws, and I'm dealing with this with Disney Plus right now. Is you know you know shows that you know Damon, you know like even like Amphibia season two, we still don't have it on Disney Plus. So so you know for you, it's a lot easier because you know everything is readily available sure. because you're in the states. Outside of the States, you know, we do have to be cognizant. And this actually even happened. Uh, so Friends had, uh, it was on Amazon Prime up until January 31st of 2020. And then they pulled it off of Amazon Prime and they put it onto some other service that I've never heard of. But, you know, suddenly we went from it was available all the time to we couldn't watch it anymore unless we went and moved to another service, which is very frustrating. So in because of the stupid you know, games that some of these streaming services are playing, it does sometimes justify having a physical copy just to ignore all of that. And again, like I said, the criteria for me is if I, if I know I've watched a show enough or, you know, I've, you know, I, that, you know, I can just watch it anytime, you know, things like, like Jurassic world, you know, we've, we've watched it a ton of times. We have the Blu-ray of it because we know that we'll, we'll sit down and watch it. That doesn't mean I won't turn it on on a streaming service, but it's nice to have it there as a fallback. And and that's the other thing too, is that, um, so this hasn't happened to us for streaming services, but as an example, I actually talked to my parents last week and because of the extreme cold that we've had here for the last couple of weeks, um, it has caused various infrastructure outages. And apparently cable TV was actually unavailable for about six hours at one point last week. I didn't know that because I haven't had cable TV for a while, but you know, my parents were very frustrated because they didn't have any backup for, um, you know, they didn't have anything else they could do because, you know, you know, for me, you know, yeah, I can play a video game or whatever. And, and that also, you know, poses a similar problem that, you know, if you play all your games online, you know, not having, not having some games offline or some means of playing them without an internet connection can be a problem as well. So, um, so I, I keep a collection of movies and so movies, we have a fairly small collection of Blu-rays at this point. And again, it's specific to shows that we watch. And it, for me, I feel, you know, having them and, you know, like you said, you know, we, we have like playstations and stuff, any, any number of devices that can watch them. It, um, I like the idea of having it there as a fallback and, and, you know, it's not that I'm going to pull them out every week and watch them, but you know, if knowing that I have some of it there, it makes me feel better. Similarly with my games, my game collection goes actually all the way back to um, like the Atari and the Nintendo days is that I have original cartridges and everything of those games. And, you know, you, you could say the same thing is, you know, you know, why keep the physical media? And again, it, it has there is a sentimental aspect to it. But then there's also, um, yeah, like I said, you know, it's nice to be able to you know, sometimes just turn those things on and not have to monkey around with, well, you got to sign into this service or, you know, hopefully they didn't pull it off or, you know, discontinue this service because, you know, with streaming services, for as much as they, you know, they seem permanent is that they're, the truth is that, you know, I, I know this isn't going to happen anytime soon, but if, if Netflix suddenly got disconnected, what are you doing? Right? Like, 
but again, that's a little more theoretical. It's more that, you know, on the internet side, you know, your internet goes out. How are you getting to these services? Right. So that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, there's, th- there's three things here, right? Just mm-hmm. as Trevor said, if internet's out, what are you doing? The second thing is, is that what if you want to watch the original? I like the original Star Wars. I don't need the version that streams on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Right? And then the, the third thing ends up being is that there is a lot of television that is not streaming. A ton of it. A ton of it. My favorite show of all time is not streaming anywhere. It never will be. Right? Because it was one season on NBC. It just doesn't exist. So... And it will never exist again because of the legalities around the music that they had. There's just, there's too many reasons to say why you would have DVDs for things. I mean, you know, why not at the end of the day? So, and, and also I'll say this is, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays, honestly, they, right now they are the most future proof of those technologies. VHS, I, I know to your point, Tom, you know, VHS is becoming harder and harder to even find a, a player for. But DVDs and Blu-rays, thankfully, when when Blu-ray players came out, they made them backwards compatible with DVDs. So it's less of an issue finding a means of playing those than any other media at this point. Also compression as well, right? Internet is not at the point of Blu-ray. Yeah. You know, so you're looking at the best quality is still going to be at that level outside of streaming. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah, but like nowadays you can get, you know, a lot of those you can get at 4K or an HDR. But they're, and, they're compressed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they still look good. I mean. <laughs> they don't know? look as good as a Blu-ray. I mean. And the larger screen you have, the more artifacting you see. It's, well, it's sure. not a question. When it comes to true video, you're not stopping right now in terms of streaming service and compression. Just it doesn't exist at that level yet. Sure. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I, I mean, I, I get what you guys are saying for shows that you can't get on streaming. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. I'm, I'm just saying like for stuff that I can get on streaming, like I just, I just don't feel. What like if the it, power goes out? Well, well, then you can't watch a, you can't watch a DVD either. What? You can't watch a DVD <laughs> if the power goes out. Last time I checked, I could. Why? What do you mean you could? How are you watching a DVD without power? With a portable DVD player, that's bad. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you could argue the yeah. same thing. You could you could stream uh, Netflix on your phone when the power's out. You know, like <laughs> no, well, no, because or well, again, around here the problem is is you know, it's not just power goes out. You know, we we lose internet connectivity sometimes as well. And and actually yeah. to that end, um, I, I guess it, it, you could do it over. This discussion has gone on way yeah, too long. Do it over long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be an easy question. <laughs> But it's it's really it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But yeah, to that end, you know, I I've I'm definitely in on streaming services, but I haven't completely given up on yeah. hard media either. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this magic band. That's uh, that 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 Damon's probably going to da- buy. Damon's favorite magic band. <laughs> I would definitely buy this. Yeah, yeah. I know no you doubt would. about it. <laughs> I swear to you, when I saw this on the internet, so what, what this is for everybody that doesn't know, it's the, uh, for Disney World's 50th birthday, they do, they're they doing a flashback to the 25th anniversary celebration in 1996 where, we, uh, where Cinderella Castle was turned into a giant birthday cake. We've talked about this on the show many times. Damon loved the look. He wants them to bring it back. But now they've made a magic I just band thought, of it. So. <laughs> let's, let's be on point here. So okay. I like the differentiation for the anniversary, I you know I, it doesn't have to be the cake; it could be anything. I just thought that it's unique. I like unique, so this is interesting to me because it's part of that flashback. I, again, the, the Cinderella Castle being turned into a giant birthday cake is just awesome. It's not from the standpoint of necessarily what it looked like, but yeah. what it accomplished. So, 
That's what I would I, say. I, I like that the the band is called "It's Time to Remember the Magic" because there's so many people that don't want to remember <laughs> it. <laughs> they want to forget that that happened altogether. Yeah. It, 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 it yeah. feels like a it feels like a funny, almost kind of dig at people, but you know, at the same time, them following their usual, you know, promotion of these things. <laughs> I, I do have to say it's a cool looking magic band because it's it's like a it's almost I don't want to say a cartoon version of it but it's like it's a cool like drawn version of it and it's I mean it's got that same Pepto Bismol pink that um, yeah. you know that the castle was in but I mean it's still it's pretty cool I, I I like it when I first saw it I thought it was a joke I thought somebody had just like you know photoshopped it and then I was like oh no wait this is legit they're actually selling this thing so I just thought it was really funny but I, I it's I think it's a cool looking magic band and you know somebody put uh you know in this article they're suggest is suggesting that they hope that there's a one that has a sorcerer mickey uh in the 25th logo on it um that would be cool I want the I want like the the 2000 thing that showed up above uh of uh the, the spaceship earth the hand with the yeah the, yeah yeah yeah. Give me that. I'll, t- I'll I'll buy one of those. That would be cool. I, I have an ornament with that the the Epcot ball with the hand over it. Yeah, yeah. Did we were you gonna say something? Sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I I just thought this was neat. I I think it's a it's kind of a cool. I like that they're still doing the special magic bands like this. I I think it's cool. So, uh, and then we had uh, d- so you know they took out the the leave a legacy the the tombstones a while ago right from uh from the front of Epcot and they said they were going to do something with them and now we finally know what they're doing and I I think this looks awesome I I love the the colors that they did with them uh, I love uh, I'm just annoyed you can't get new ones you know yeah. maybe you will be able to at some point maybe sorry Trevor go no yeah I was I, I agree with you Damon it it feels like you know th- you know. Th- the fact that this is outside of the main entrance and there is the potential for them to put up a whole other set or a whole other wall like this. Right. So how much, how much would you, yeah. would you pay? How much were the previous ones? Gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. I never I looked into them, so I don't know. I, I, I need a ballpark of where, what, where what is, things were. what does one have to do with the other though? Just, curious what the precedent was for how much they charged for these photos well, i mean it was like 20 years ago right so uh 35 dollars for one person 38 for two okay so i do 50 bucks i do it for 50 bucks uh, are we talking color? Say, uh, you're not getting it for 50 i say 250 i'm in two wow that's, I, I was gonna say if if it was 100 or 150 i could justify that what do you want color though or do you want the same like same you know, thing etched, yeah. black and white like same thing yeah, two fifty a okay. family. I'm in. All right, I I like the display that they're on. I'm glad that they did this. I think it looks really nice. And I, you know, the one thing about it though, I I read that the 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 walls are nine feet tall. So what are the people on the top row supposed to do? <laughs> 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 like you you're never going to see yours because yeah. it's on the top row. I thought that was a little bit. They of have a cast choice. member that comes around with a ladder. They should, right? They should just have a ladder that's like that, like like almost like one of those library ladders, you know? Dude, like, could you really? Yeah, yeah, people would fall off and sue. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, uh, health and safety would have a field day with that. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that was the choice that they made to make them that tall. Like, I mean, I guess that's the only way they could make it maybe fit into the the area it needs to fit into. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, I I much prefer this to what what it was in the front of the park because I never liked the the tombstones. What you were saying, you know, about would you do color? I would I would absolutely not do color for these 
because if, you know, for how they presented this wall, if you colorize it, that becomes a nightmare. But then also over time, you know, if you do a colorized photo versus a black and white, it's going to fade. Yeah. And it's not going to look nice. So yeah, I would much well, rather black and white. They've got the, you know, these are, I, I, I almost want them to do like a more, uh, better. I'm sure they, there's better technology for them to do a better looking etching than they have on these. What's wrong now. with the etchings? They look fine. You can barely recognize people on them. They're, they're hard to see people. No, you don't think you think these are easy to see? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never thought they were. It's but. I mean, people are still recognizable on them. Yeah, so, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, I mean they they could definitely do more, you know, higher resolution version. That's what I'm it, saying. But yeah. Yeah. I don't Technology see it as has to be a little better now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but this is cool. I, I think it would be cool if they made it so you can add new ones. I, like you said, Damon, you've been wanting them to do stuff like this where they can, you know, where you can do Something. stuff, customize yeah. stuff. So, I, I mean, it'd be easy revenue for them if they did it. Why not, right? So, yeah, I mean, I know, maybe. How, how many people have been asking for this, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It does seem like it would just be easy money for them, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I have no idea what how profitable those things were back in the day, but you think they would be? I don't know. All right. Well, that's enough of that talk. I guess. Yep. Oh, I do like too that they have a, like a QR code that you scan at the front too, and you. Uh, I guess it brings you to like a website that you can type in your information, and it will tell you where where your picture is. So you don't have to. I mean, I don't know how you would do it otherwise, right? Because you can't just search through all those. There's thousands and thousands of them. So yeah, they, they, they've sense. just removed because before you had to go talk to a, a booth to figure out where your stuff was, right? Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's do our second ad for Monera. How about that? All right, go for it. <clears throat> All right, let's do it. So, you know, we talked earlier about DVC resale market. If you're looking for financing options for your DVC resale purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised just how affordable joining DVC can be. So go to monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. We've said that many times. Most important thing you can do. Again, that's monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. So, uh, it looks like, and this is not necessarily a rumor because there, this is stuff that's that's out there. It looks like Epcot's uh, getting ready to bring back the cultural representatives to the World Showcase, which is great news, I think. Yeah. I mean, they had to at some point, right? And, yeah. And, you know, it sounds like specifically they're looking for... Um, the, that crepe, I, I'm not going to attempt to, yeah, don't, don't try to do the yeah. French. It's <laughs> La creperie well, I mean, de Paris. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they're, they're, you know, with Ratatouille opening and, and all that, they're, they're, it seems like they're focusing on that, but it also seems like a lead into yeah, them bringing back the rest of the cultural representatives. So apparently there's like job there's advertising out there looking to fill these positions so that's kind of how this is known and and you know basically there's disney uses a recruiter for their cultural representative program and and you know they go out and they get these folks from from all over the world so uh yeah it's it's cool that this is restarting and and starting you know they're starting to bring people in even if it's just for one country it's it's a start right yeah so 
Exactly. I, I'm, you know, like we said, I think we said this maybe a couple episodes ago is, you know, the, these things over the next probably six months, I think you're going to see a very drastic change in the amount of things that are being offered, like, you know, Festival of the Lion King, stuff like this. You're you're going to start seeing, you know, us coming out the other side of this, which, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for is, you know, it's, it's definitely some, some new positive stuff to look forward to. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think everybody, you know, 2020 was a rough year and, and for, for a lot of reasons. And, and also, you know, just rough for, you know, if you, if you like going to Disney and, uh, to, to see some of this stuff starting to slowly come back to normalcy is, is a great feeling. Uh, I, I do wonder though, does this mean that? Well, see, they can open the new France stuff without having the cultural representatives there. I mean, they've been yeah. operating World Showcase without that, right? So at first I thought saw this and I was like, oh, I guess that means that they're not going to be opening the that new section for a while, for a couple more months. Uh, but, you know, they can open it without the cultural representatives. I mean, it's, you know, not ideal, but I'm, I'm sure, sure they can do it without. I, I'm a little selfishly hoping that uh, uh, the Ratatouille ride is open uh, when I go in April at the end of April, I, I would think so. All the reports seem to point to it being done and just sitting there. Uh, so I, I don't know what, if they're doing any work on it at all at this point, or if it's just, they're just waiting for the right time to open it. But, uh, I would hope that it'll be open by the time I go, uh, at the, at the end of, uh, April. So we'll, we'll have to see, but, uh, but yeah. I, I can't imagine this means that they're going to wait to get those cultural representatives in to, to open it. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you're right. It's, you know, I, I think the two are not related at all. And, you know, the, I would hope so. The, the Remy, you know, opening the ride, it's, I, you know, I, I know from the videos and everything we've seen, it looks like it's like 99% done, but, you know, in, in typical Disney fashion, I'm sure that, you know, they, they have a, a different standard of what they consider sure. ready to go. And I'm also sure that, you know, they're probably not able to get people in there as fast as they would previously like to, to get things done because, you know, you still have to be cognizant of social distancing and all that, even for the work. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they could be, you know, they could be testing right now. They, I mean, Disney does some extensive testing on new stuff like this, so they could be doing a lot of testing and, you know, I, I, I personally will see, I think they're going to open it before spring break time. I just kind of feel like they're going to, I mean, I have no information on that. I just get the feeling that's what they're going to do. I, I thought they might do it this weekend I, on a holiday weekend, but apparently not. I, I just had some weird deja vu, Tom. Oh, because what? you you said the same thing last year about Space 220. Well, listen, okay, that was <laughs> that's a different situation because of what 2020 was, all right? <laughs> 20, 2020 kind of ruined Space 220. Although they did just put out a new, I mean, a new video a couple weeks ago or I guess it was like a month or so ago now. So it it's still being worked on. Yeah, but but I'm I'm just thinking more about, you know, you you were kind of in the same boat where you're like, I have this trip planned. I'm you know, I'm so confident that this is gonna be open by the good, time I go yeah. on my trip. And uh, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but you know well, I was confident <laughs> that, the, that I was gonna get to go on my trip too, and yeah. that didn't happen either. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah, there was that. It's just I'm uh, sorry, may, maybe uh, maybe, you know, last year has definitely caused a bit of trauma, but I'm yeah. like yeah. Oh boy, I, I hope this works out for you, but <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not going to be the end of the world if it's not open when I go. I'm not too worried about that. Like um, that one is not one that I'm like, ah, oh, I need to go on that one. Like not like Rise of the Resistance is or uh or which by the way, I had we were talking about Disney Nightmares. I actually had one last night 
of us being at Disney and getting to the park like two hours too late for the for the queue for Rise of the Resistance and like not being able to get a spot. <laughs> like I literally had a nightmare about that last night. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um which seems silly, but it, it was in the dream it was, you know, it was not good. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. It always makes sense in the dream. But it does. Yeah, it does. So just we got a, just a few more things on here and then we yeah. can we can wrap this up. So um, yes. Do you want to talk about this contemporary thing? Yeah. The, so, so the Disney website now lists the uh, contemporary resort room remodel project, but it doesn't say anything about the Incredibles themes room. It, the Incredibles themed rooms. That's hard to say. That was like a rumor. Like, yeah, I feel like early last year that they were going to start doing some stuff uh, where they were going to change a lot of th- things in the contemporary to be Incredibles themed, which. You know, I, I guess I, at first I'm, you know, think about it and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But then I guess I think of like the kind of like the, the general, uh, like the stuff that's in the Incredibles and like the theming it's, is very like older, you know, like yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's that sixties yeah, I mean? futurism, right? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's that sixties futurism stuff. And, and so in a weird way, it kind of does fit in the contemporary in, in, in an odd, odd way, but it's depending on how they do it, of course. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, you know, they, there's no, there's nothing stopping the Incredibles from coming in there because, you know, the, the contemporary, you know, by nature, you know, the, the naming of the resort, it can be anything contemporary. So, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, like you said, the Incredibles could be contemporary, could be considered contemporary. And but you know also it's their resort so they can do really whatever they want with it. Well, there's also that yeah. There's there's Disney can yeah. do whatever the heck they want. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bad change if they did that. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. I'm I'm not against theming. I'm I'm fine with it. And I you know I'm not saying the contemporary feels like a not kid friendly resort or anything. I mean, it's got Chef Mickey right in there, so it's which is you know a a made a mainstay of uh, of uh, kid friendly dining, but. Uh, you know, I, I think this could appeal to some kids and, and be nice to have some themed rooms in an otherwise, I don't feel like, I don't want to say an unthemed resort. It's not an unthemed resort, but it's it, like you said, contemporary can kind of be anything it wants to be. Right. Yeah. So it, and yeah, at this point, you know, a themed rooms are definitely they're They're kind of in a weird spot where, you know, everyone talks about themed resorts, but having, you know, having a themed room is kind of next level and it kind of, um, it gives them, I guess, an easy out and that it's easier to redesign a room than it is to redesign an entire resort around a theme. Right. And it, yeah. Yeah. So, well, and you don't have to do over the top, right? Like if you, if you look at like animal kingdom, if you stay at animal kingdom lodge, like there's little lion King things throughout the room, but it's not like over it's, it's not crazy lion King. You know what I mean? It's not like well, Simba's on everything. Like it's, it's more of like, they have like little subtle nods to it. And you know, they have pictures of like the Savannah and like, you know, they, they've got like the, the lion picture, like, you know, there's, there's little things like that. Like they don't have to go crazy with it. They can be subtle about it. Uh, they, and, which is like what I think they're doing with Moana and, uh, and Polynesian is going to be fairly subtle, I believe, but, 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 you know, subtle hints, and a themed room are very different. I was going to say that's you, true. You, yeah, you haven't stayed. We, we stayed in the pirate themed room at oh, yeah, the, that's uh, a themed room. The yeah. Caribbean beach. Oh my goodness, that was you know 
that was a pirate room. No, no debating it. Well, room. and so. I've, I've never stayed at Art of Animation, but I've seen pictures of those rooms. Those are themed rooms at Art of Animation. You know, yeah, <laughs> those it, are some really themed rooms. And and it definitely it it does have a different feeling to it. Like you know, we on that particular trip, we stayed at you know, we stayed in a regular room, and then we we. Uh, it, just because of the hurricane, like I ended up having to book two rooms. So for the second room, I was like, well, you know, let's upgrade it to the themed room. And that definitely, it, it had an impact. Like when we, when we got into the room and my wife and my son saw it, they, you know, they, they kind of freaked out because it was like, you know, it's, you freaked know, what, they, in a good way or yeah, oh, out yeah. in a bad way? <laughs> oh, no, in a good way. Like they, they were super yeah, okay. excited and, and, you know, you know, they, they loved it. And, uh, um, yeah, so, so I, I see why, you know, again, the contemporary is it's that same kind of thing is, you know, for the kids and for, you know, it, it invokes certain memories and certain emotions. And, you know, from, from a marketing standpoint, you know, again, Disney can, can put this out there and be like, Hey, you know, come stay with the Incredibles and, you know, everybody is going to love that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, so just the we have one more thing on here. Yeah, uh, this one's kind of weird, and I don't I, know. I how love I feel it. About I love this idea. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it? Okay. No. Uh, so, so, um, so what this is is a Disney's California Adventure is having a ticketed festival-like event coming mid-March, featuring food and food and beverages, live entertainment, and more. Here's the thing: is that as far as I know, it's the park itself is still not open. So what they're doing. Is they're they're making this, um, they're making like a food and wine type event, but it's a ticketed event, so you gotta you know you gotta get a special ticket to get into this, um, and it's yeah, a food, it's a food festival. I mean, I've it, done food festival before outside of Disney, you know. I love that kind of stuff, but to me, okay. Why do you want I, to go to California Adventure if you can't go on all the rides? Is exactly. That I, yeah, okay. I, I, I do not want to go into a food festival. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. if I, you know, if I was going to Epcot, you know, Epcot, you know, Epcot, I could go and do the food festival and not care about the rides because yeah. it's, you know, Epcot is set up in such a way that it doesn't feel like, or, or you know, that, that is the experience. This yeah, yeah. feels like, you know, they're just trying to do something and, and I get it. You know, I get that that California Adventure's closed and they can't open it up properly like like Disneyland and California Adventure. They're just trying to do something to get, you know, one people in the door and two people keep people employed or keep yeah. cast members employed. So I, I understand that, but you know, I, you know, I would not be able to justify a trip down there if this was all that was being offered. Like if I was like, I, yeah, like this is like lo- I feel like this is for locals and not necessarily for people traveling. It, you know, like I I I wouldn't expect you to travel down for this. I feel like this is for locals more than anything. Yeah, I I would agree, but it, it's still, yeah. I I guess I just I I know that they can open up, but it, it's just frustrating to watch this even from here because it's yeah. like I I just don't uh, yeah I I don't feel that it's a good use of their time, so to speak. But, you know, I, again, I, I just don't, uh, I don't like the fact that they haven't opened the park at all. And, and, you know, I, I could not, I could not stand being in the park and having like everything right there and being told, (laughs) Oh, you know, come, you know, come have another, you know, you know, uh, street food 
truck meal of some sort and you just kind of stand there and look at you know mickey's fun wheel and you know the entire (laughs) yeah the entire pixar pier and just like you know sigh and eat your your street food right (laughs) That is that is quite the tease to be yeah, yeah yeah just sitting there looking at all those rides and just know you can't go on them yeah I I guess I look at this as like it's better than nothing and I think it's just kind of a, a creative idea and I like the fact that it's going to put a thousand cast members back to work I I think that that's a really nice positive they're trying to do something right J- something anything that they can do and uh, you know it's going to be limited capacity obviously so it's going to be kind of small and intimate it seems like I mean I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of room there. But I just think it's nice to see something happening instead of just these empty parks that are closed that you can't do anything at all in, you know? You're right. I I, I agree with you on that level. It still just hurts. <laughs> no, I, no, I get it. I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. I mean, like, I just love a good food festival, you know? Like, I'll, I'll hit up a food festival anytime. But this is... Uh, you know, I, I understand your your point though that it's, it would be hard to do that. Um, but it's definitely not something I would travel for for sure. I think if it was something that was down the street for me, then maybe I'd check it out. Depending on the price, like I don't know what the price point of this is going to be, but I'm sure it's not going to be cheap if it's going to be limited capacity. And you know, plus it's just Disney and it's California, so both of the all the all those things factor into it not being cheap. But yeah, yeah, that, but that, that's I think a good it's point too. Yeah, the the you know if if it, if it's getting close to you know park admission and all i'm getting is a food festival yeah but i I just wonder though like is it gonna be like like one of the dessert parties where it's like all you can eat like it's gonna be a bunch of different food booths and like you pay 150 bucks and it's all you can eat and drink i mean might be worth it for that you know if it was like 150 bucks and it's all you can eat and drink i'd be down for that probably yeah i guess yeah that that depends it really depends yeah the the danger with those all you can eat things is that you end up eating way more than you should because you feel like you need to justify. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> you know I, I'll t- I'll tell this really quickly. I I did a beer festival one time, and I'm not much of a drinker. But if if you ever do one of those, the the big mistake you make is is drinking the full you know like a full. Or like even like a half a glass at each booth, you know, when there's like a hundred different places to go, you're not going to make it all the way through, right? (laughs) So you got to, you got to go small. And that's, that's what I think you have to do with these two. You know, you got to go small, you know, have little small plates, little, little small pieces, or else you're going to get too full. And, uh, you know, you're not going to make it all the way through. It's the same thing. I went to a, a, a sweets festival one time. It was all, you know, different kinds of sweets. I love oh sweet stuff, but I was <laughs> that, like ill within 15 minutes, you know, yeah, like, that, that that's yeah, that, that would be my problem. And, and I've had that with the, the dessert parties is, you know, you, you oh, go yeah. up, you go up and it's like, oh, I'm going to take one of everything. And then you come back and you have a massive plate of sugar <laughs> and <laughs> you just get, you get ill. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well, that that festival I'm talking about had like takeaway boxes, which was great because like I could, you could <laughs> it could take stuff away with me and not have to eat it all right there. That that was the best part. But so you can relive the experience at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I could get more ill at home afterwards. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like I'm, I don't know. I just I look at this and I'm like, okay, this is. I'm, I'm glad they're putting some people back to work. I'm glad glad they're bringing back some cast members. That's great. I'm, you know, it's it's nice that they're they're doing something. You know, and and. They they did just say in their in their investor call that they do not expect uh, Disneyland to open back up until the summer at the earliest. Um, so you know, hopefully that's true. They they, they are still expecting to open in twenty twenty one, and they're they they're still expecting Avengers Campus to open in twenty twenty one, which is something that they said as part of this. So you know, so that's that's good news at least. We're trending towards good, Trevor. Trending towards yeah, good. yeah. You're right. Is you know we we we've had so much of of 
bad, you know, taking stuff away. And it's, it's yeah. nice that they are bringing it back. And again, the, the selfish side of me says, bring more, like, <laughs> yeah, do more. Well, you, <laughs> hurry they up, can, guys. right. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess they can only do this because they lifted like the restaurant restrictions. Right. So like, yeah, the, they're, they can do this, but nothing else. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they're playing within the rules, which is absolutely yeah. fair. It's just yeah. the the rules suck sometimes. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else we want to talk about before we go here? Any, no, I, we wanna... I, I, I think we covered off a lot of stuff. I know uh, Damon had to step away there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he has anything to add at this point. No, I'm back. Oh, it's nothing to add. Yeah. What's that? What'd you say? I'm back, but nothing of interest to me. Okay. Well, do you want to plug your other podcast? <laughs> no, I don't do anything. I'm tired. I'll go watch TV. <laughs> you going to go take a nap? I just want to watch TV. I, I just watched Sulphur Springs, the latest episode. Uh, it's such a good show. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. I've never even heard of that show. What, I need to get on that. I, I remember you saying that, and I need to get on that. It's so good. Um, what Secrets of Sulphur on? Springs. It's on Disney. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And then um, we've also, Are You Afraid of the Dark has a part two season two whatever you're talking about the reboot version yeah the reboot version so the second season of the reboot just started and that looks really good so i I have tv to watch today nice i haven't watched any of the reboot i mean i loved it when i was a kid and uh um the first series in the reboot season series whatever you want to call it was okay i was okay not as good as the original though right i mean it's I, I feel you have not some rose-colored glasses for the original. Uh, the original does not hold up at all. No, I, I watched them <laughs> recently, and they, it does not hold up in any way. And I, I, I didn't realize that as a kid that it was all all being made in Canada, but as an adult, I noticed. I noticed some Canadian things in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> what, what do you mean, oh, come on? <laughs> is, is it really that bad that it was made? No, 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 it's not. But, you know, just a couple a couple things that, you know, like you say, I'll say line up for something, and you always say queue up for something, you know, like, and just little Wait. things. I've noticed talking to you, you know. I don't. I don't say queue up. I say. Yeah, you, I've heard you say queue up before. I'm going to find evidence of this. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I use the word queue, but like you know, yeah. I, I I mean, it's not yeah. a big deal. Okay. <laughs> I just just weird. I, okay, I I didn't really think about it. And I guess you know, watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? I never clued in that it was specifically canadian <laughs> no, but just, being in canada i guess it just kind of made sense right <laughs> i think in the credits it says it somewhere though too like i just never oh, noticed yes. when i was a kid yeah like it was you know and it was all all made in canada you know the, that whole show i think the the entire time i think was canadian so it was either filmed in toronto or vancouver there you go <laughs> yeah. that was random so all right well let's go ahead and wrap up then all right Okay, so, uh, as usual, if you guys want to uh, reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting, you know, all of our listener questions, comments. There's, you know, people people love sharing stuff with us through through email, um, which, you know, we, we definitely enjoy it. And, you know, like Tom said uh, previously, even even if we don't respond back right away, you know, we do read it. We do try to either include it on the episodes or we try and respond back to when we can, obviously we have jobs. So 
you know, <laughs> doing this in between. <laughs> Tre- Trevor, that actually reminds me because I, somebody, uh, Cindy, emailed us and said, Damon, I'm catching up on the podcast. I was listening to the early 90s last night. You mentioned an animated series while discussing Gravity Falls. You commented it was touching, and I can't remember the name of it and can't seem to find the discussion again on Rewind. I was thinking it was something like Aquarius, but that's not right. It might not even be close. Is that Amphibia maybe Amphibia. they're talking about? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it, it would. Yeah, it would be Amphibia because that does have some crossover into Gravity Falls, right? Yeah, yes, that sounds right. Okay, cool. All right, there. So there you go. Answer another question. question on the- <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So outside of the uh, email address, if you guys want to find us on social media, you can always find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, which is also called welcome home podcast or you can go to instagram if you want to follow us on instagram as welcome home picks uh also mention if uh on facebook if uh you guys haven't joined the the group yet uh look for the welcome home disney waitlist uh get in the group there and you know some of these discussions that we are having on the show stem from that group so you know it kind of gives you a a bit of insight into um, the kind of stuff that we're talking about throughout the week. And, uh, you know, you can get involved with the community and get involved with the, the discussion on the podcast. Yeah. And sometimes if you, you know, comment a lot and, and you know, say, hey, I want to pin Tom, I just randomly send you one. So that, that, yeah. those are things that happen. So, yeah. So. Hey, yeah. If you want to pin, that might be a way to get one. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I just I do want to plug something. So oh. that, that Disney oh, thing right. that we're working on. So. We are working on something for social media that's going to be some sort of Disney-based quiz. So I think that by next week, we'll send it out to a few people to take a look at, right, to make sure that it's good and that uh, everything's worded correctly. But hopefully we'll see that sometime the week after, is my guess. And what we'd like for everyone is if you could share it out as much as possible. But uh, we'll let you know again. This is just a pre-plug to the plug. So stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned for that. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Uh, so uh, also if if you guys want any merchandise, uh, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. We got masks on there. We got mugs. We got T-shirts. So, uh, um, and you can browse through the store there and find stuff that, uh, you know, is Welcome Home Podcast merchandise. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully whenever you're able to go back to the parks, you have some uh, cool stuff to wear or bring with you. Yeah. And also, if, uh, you know, when you guys are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or, or um, Google Play or any of those services, uh, we do appreciate if you guys leave us a review because we do read those reviews. We, we like hearing the feedback. Um, but more importantly is that it helps other people find the podcast, which we think is important because we want to share it with as many people as we can. Mostly if they're positive, though. We want five-star reviews. Uh, <laughs> no, again, we want fun reviews. Yeah, yeah. D- depending on who you like, you know, you, you can, you know, give Tom five stars. You can give Damon yeah. one stars. and But it has to be fun. can't just be, you know... You can't, like, put one stars and type dishwasher. That doesn't help. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. So, like, if you want to trash Damon or me or Trevor, it's still at least give us five stars and then trash us. Like, you know, give the five stars and then trash us in the comment. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I care about the stars. I'm all about the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Damon's all about the content. So... <laughs> 
All right. So anyway, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC. And, you know, of course, look for the castle made out of uh, microphones. That's, that's another thing you can do. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member uh, f- about anything that we talked about today. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Monera and uh, DVC Resale Market. Uh, you know, please check them out. And, of course, mention that you heard about them from us. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.